0: One of the things that happens when you're young and you experience early success is you create this unrealistic self-portrait of this brilliant, I'm so much smarter than everybody else. So it took a few of these yo-yo events for me to eat enough humble pie to understand that I have to work really hard to learn as much as I can from other people.
1: Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. It is my pleasure to have you guys joining us once again for an incredible episode. I'm really looking forward to speak with... Blake. Blake Janover. How you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing good. I'm concerned that all of the good, like juicy, fun stuff uh, that you, we ate it all up in the 15 minutes <laughs> leading up to this introduction. So I may have nothing interesting to say. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, doubt that.
1: I highly doubt that. But, but the good news is I, I hit the record button as soon as I hit the zoom button. So I have all that and I could I could edit it back in to the episode if I wanted to.
0: Well, now I can't run for president. <laughs> maybe I can. <laughs> oh, this is awesome! Just guys, give a little a little context
1: because I would like to introduce you know our guest Blake. He's you know I'd love for you to give a little more introduction to yourself. But if I were to do it, you know he's the the founder and CEO of Janover Ventures, which is a fintech enabled commercial mortgage brokerage or marketplace, if you will, where they're lending, uh, f- you know financing. Uh, many different aspects to the business, which I'd love to hear, uh, you know, a little bit about in the, in the 15 years where he's been in the business, he's closed and advised on billions of dollars of loans. You know, what else, what else we have to, what, what else do we have to say? What, what did I miss Blake? I mean, there's so much more, but come on, how much can you I know that person?
0: No, that's it. That's my life story right there. That's right there. Right there. That, was, that, that, that was it. That was a to Z. That's who I am as a human. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's
1: say you're 15 years old. No, what what happened before what happened before uh before January ventures how would you get there
0: uh okay so when when you reference 15 years old you want me to go back to when i was 15 years old no. i'll take i'll 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 i'll, I'll take that uh, i'll walk that road um so w- when i was uh I, w- I was a young kid i was a troublemaker i kind of got uh you know sent away to some crazy places um you know, one of those like you know boot camps anyway all right, I'm, I'm not going to go there you know i actually had uh Probably more than 15 years of real estate capital markets experience and entrepreneurship experience leading up to January Ventures. That's uh, included uh, being a residential commercial real estate uh, direct lender. Uh, and uh, it's included uh, blowing up a couple companies along the way, selling one, um, and, uh, and, and even uh, some time mm, finding myself in a fishing village uh, in, in a secluded part of of the Dominican Republic for a year or two. Uh, (laughs) so there, there's, there's been quite the wild ride, uh, leading up to, uh, to Janover Ventures, but, um, at risk of talking too much, uh, what really like the, the trigger event for creating Janover Ventures, uh, was that there's this uh, absolutely asymmetric access to information on what's available to commercial mortgage borrowers, right to to property owners and investors. This is something you experience yourself. I'm sure that uh, most folks, uh, the average Joe, does not know about opportunities uh, that that lie in cost segregation. And right. similarly, folks don't know about uh, all the loan options that are available to them out there. They just they sure. got their banker credit union they've been working with for 25 years. So uh, there was a need uh, that I was kind of passionate about filming, So that's
1: awesome. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. What I find interesting is that, you know, just looking at your LinkedIn and that's obviously where we spend a lot of time, you know, you got this Harvard business school education, but I'm curious because a lot of people have the Harvard business school education and it's like an online course. Some people actually go through the rigorous, uh, you know, process of going to Harvard. So I'm just curious, what was it for you?
0: Oh, I'm in, I'm in the middle. So I'm like the quintessential uh, uh, school of hard knocks, like dropout, kicked out of school. You know, rebellious, sticking it to the man. So as I got older, uh, the badge of honor that I wore of, uh, you know, I never graduated. I, you know, I have no formal education. Uh, this became what to me was an obvious weakness, which is why I uh, had to, or I decided to really accelerate my formal learning, which meant reading a lot of books, Mm -hmm. which meant uh, uh, applying for and enrolling for executive education courses. So to speak to Harvard Business School, I spent uh, a week on campus in a super intense, uh, um, you know, 14 hour a day uh, type uh, program. Um, in, in their business school, uh, for, uh, about financial technology and, and, and innovating in fintech and things like that. Um, and I, I did some similar stuff at MIT too, and I'll, uh, I'll continue to go back because it was a, a powerful experience, providing different perspectives and frameworks for how to look at the world.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love the you know the fact that someone who is really pushing themselves for the continual education, not just formal education, which. To be honest with you i also hated you know and i i for for all intents and purposes i dropped out of college even though i actually finished and got my degree but made sure that it was sent to my parents house so i've actually never seen my diploma uh, nor did i go to the graduation ceremony but you know that's that's just me i think i really had a really wish i i didn't go because i felt like i could have accomplished so much more had i not been in college and but you know that's it's all part of the learning steps all part of the learning process and you know you mentioned that you you had a company you found it and you exited what does that mean you you sold it you
0: yeah i, I sold it I, I sold it i i I had a company uh well i've had I've had many right but but one of the uh one of the exits it wasn't the um, the graceful Silicon Valley type exit where there's a a bidding war by, uh, big corporations or, or, or or, or an IPO. Uh, it was kind of me and my partner, my partner and I, right. There's my lack of education, me and my partner, my partner and I, uh, had a, had a falling out. We had a, we had a really good company with a strong model that was, that was doing well. And we, uh, just kind of took it to market to see what was out there. And, uh, and and sold it uh and it was a you know it was a good sale uh and and i ended up with uh like this beautiful very long relationship with the buyers and um uh yeah so so that's that story in, in, right. in a nutshell
1: and that's what led you to some uh, fishing village in in the dominican republic
0: it was actually post fishing village fishing village was like i had uh so I, I had a I had a residential and commercial lending company back in the last cycle when I was a very young man, uh, very I guess my early twenties. and We were making millions, and then I was uh, you know broke, borderline homeless, can't pay the electricity bill, uh, and and that was like a, a you know a real hit. And then uh, I started another company in in, uh, in consumer capital markets, and I ended up in the Dominican Republic to uh, expand our call center and, and, uh, outbound, inbound and infrastructure. Uh, so I was working in San Domingo in the capital of the Dominican Republic. We were one of the biggest employers in the city at the time. And, uh, yeah. And you know, some things didn't go according to plan and we ended up losing, uh, or really just getting our ass kicked in that business too. So that was like two, uh, two of these like yo-yo events. Right. So I had, one more yo-yo event after that, and I was like, "Screw it, I'm done. Um, business is not meant for me. I'm not meant to be in business. There's obviously something fundamentally wrong with me." <laughs> and uh, the only place you know, I, I got to go try to find happiness in some other way than um, you know growing, building, nurturing, and, and and something with some kind of economic component. So uh, it was a, almost a log cabin uh, in the in in the jungle by the ocean uh, for for quite some time.
1: I right, talk about. <laughs> You know, complete opposite ends of the spectrum.
0: Oh, I have that personality. I well, formerly I had this this very extreme binary uh, thing going on, where it's where it's all the way uh, oh, one nothing. place or all. Yeah. So I'm working at getting better at being able to live somewhere in the middle of that spectrum.
1: Yeah, I mean the golden path, right? That's what we we try to take the the middle ground. That's really the the route to success. I find is, is the balance of life, uh, you know, being, being extreme, but, but also being able to come back the other way and and find your place in the middle. And that's, I
0: haven't, that, that hasn't, that historically that wasn't a skill set of mine. It's one that I'm honing, uh, Yeah.
1: Well, we're all, you listen, we're, we're all in this life as an educational experience, trying to grow, trying to learn every day. And that's, that's really what it's all about. What, what are some of the things that you tools that you've used to kind of re uh, restructure you know and coming back from from all of these yo-yo kind of events so that you know you're obviously starting now you got a, a new venture going on the past 18 months or so and you're you know raising capital you guys are expanding so how are you balancing that you know the past experiences to make sure that you're learn from them and not uh not going back to another yo-yo
0: mm-hmm. well uh That's a great question. So one of the things that happens when you're young and you experience early success is you create this um, unrealistic self-portrait of this, uh, you know, brilliant, uh, uh, you know, impenetrable uh, force of you know cape wearing, uh, uh, building leaping uh, awesomeness, right? Like uh, I'm so much smarter than everybody else, right? So like like looking back, I, I really just I I rode a wave. I'm certainly hardworking and ambitious, and 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 maybe I'm smart, but I, I'm not particularly special. So it took a few of these yo-yo events for me to eat enough humble pie to understand that I'm not particularly special, and uh, that I have to work really hard. Uh, to learn as much as I can. And historically I learned from my own failures, right? So what I, what I have to work on now and what I'm continuing to work on now is how can I learn from other people? I was so bitterly stubborn with something to prove. And I just wouldn't take any outside help at all. It was, I I was this like lone horseman. And, um, and now I'm, uh, I'm just trying to surround myself, uh, with folks that are uh, smarter than me, that are highly competent, uh, I am uh, immersed uh, in reading and educating myself as as much as I can. I just uh, signed up for uh, Shane Parrish, really smart dude. He he has a great podcast. He's no Yona Weiss, but it's called the, the <laughs> Knowledge Project, uh, and he he's doing a a, a thing on um, strategic decision making and things like that. So it, it's it's just being aware that um, of how little. I actually know, um, and and when I'm aware of that, then it makes me much more open to uh, collecting data from outside sources yeah. and kind of th- throwing it in the line. Also, I, <laughs> also uh, like like from a practical perspective, yeah. When I look back, I was high leverage, ultra 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 fast growth, like everything that Silicon Valley wants, right? right. And that's that's actually not for me. I want to grow fast, but I want to grow healthy. Uh, I don't want a lot of leverage. I don't want, I don't want a lot of debt. Uh, I want to operate with, with, with a, with, with a healthy profit margin. You know, that's startups don't have profit margins. Half these public technology companies don't have any profits, right? But right. That's something that's important to me because it's something that, that, that lends to to sleep in the evening and sleep is <laughs> important too.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and you have a family and you're, you know, wanting to, you know, grow and continue to provide for them. So obviously it's, it's much different than a, a model of of a startup tech company where you're just looking for, to be that unicorn, right? You're not, you're not looking to be that unicorn. Yes, I am. No, We're are. going to
0: be the unicorn. Oh yeah. Okay. We're going to be a unicorn. And maybe that's my, uh, my youthful arrogance speaking, but, <laughs> but that's, that's everything I intend, but I intend to do it in, in our in our own way in a way that that works well for us and that might mean it takes us an extra few years it might mean it takes us an extra decade uh, I'm okay with that this is long game and not I'm, I'm not I'm not searching for dopamine in this Yeah.
1: so you're taking into account you know all of the you know the climate changes in the economy and obviously things that are happening currently that man, you guys are, are growing within that environment
0: we are we're growing we're profitable. It's because we're we're super lean. We're capital efficient. We rely primarily on technology. We're not. We don't have a big sales force, and that's part of the culture, right? Uh, being lean, conscientious of spend, uh, and 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 accounting for uh, pretty much everything we spend or invest in the business as an investment and looking for a, an appropriate uh, return on that investment. So, are we growing three thousand percent per year? No we'll continue to uh, demonstrate triple digit growth in my opinion. And uh, that's pretty healthy.
1: Yeah, actually, I would say so. That's awesome. You know, I want to just talk and schmooze, you know, the whole day long, but we got a, we have a time schedule here. So we're going to jump to the final four. Oh,
0: that's it. Four questions. The four questions. Ah, the four questions. <laughs> I'm ready. Do you want me to recite?
1: Let's let's do it. Go for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, I can't get too far, but you know, but 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 you know where I stand. It's Manisna, Halala Hazel, Mikol. Something um, like that. Wrote. Yeah. Okay. like that. So we're we're. Uh, I was. I'm not the best Jew in the world. Um. <laughs> no, I'm, but I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle ground. Yeah.
1: We're, we're, there's no such thing as the best. We're we're all trying to do the little bit we can do every day and trying to be be good people. But I appreciate that because you know we have this tradition called the four questions that on Passover we recite. You know, as part of our, uh, our tradition. And I even think of that. I'm asking these four questions every single time. And Blake is the one that brought that up to me. So I appreciate that. And let's just jump into the four questions, what I'll now call the four questions, even though I call the final four, because, you know, the NCAA didn't have a tournament this year. So we got to do something to commemorate that. Number one, what is the worst job you ever had?
0: So the worst job I ever had was, was probably the most deeply fulfilling job I ever had, but it was by far, it was, it was the worst by, by a million miles. So in the beginning of the call, I said, when I was a young man, I was, I was sent away to some pretty tough places. And one of the jobs was there were, they had uh, acres and acres and acres and acres of land up in the the foothills of the Catskill mountains. And uh, I would wake up at six in the morning and they would give me um, a lawnmower, not an electric lawnmower, the one that, the one that turns the manual one. Oh, wow. You You have a handle on the top and yeah. And I would have to mow, Acres and acres and acres and acres of of, of land with this thing, um, so that sucked. But uh, there's, you know, at the end of the day, there's this weirdly fulfilling, vitamin D filled manual labor like good feeling you have inside that that's really hard to describe. Uh, but everything leading up to that truly and deeply sucked.
1: <laughs> it's funny because you know a lot of people who we have on this call. Whenever they ask them about the worst job, it some somehow somewhere has to do with two things. Number one, it was when they were really young, right? Mm-hmm. And number two has to do with some kind of manual labor,
0: <laughs> which
1: which just you know just goes to show you that you know young children are being taken advantage of. You know?
0: <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line. <laughs> That's the bottom line. My <laughs> the worst job was when I was making Nikes. No, um, that's actually a horrible joke. If you no, could edit that out, that'd be perfect. We'll, we'll try to do that. Second question <laughs> yeah, for you, should.
1: what's what's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift?
0: So I'm concerned that, um, that, that it's a, uh, a frequently used book. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Sapiens. So, yeah, golly, what's his name? Yuval Noah Harari? I, I may, maybe I say his name wrong, but... He provides this. uh, He presents this perspective, which is really interesting, and it's it's not. It's not necessarily a new perspective, but the way he presents it, uh, it landed as a new perspective. And that was um, that all we are, besides you know, sophisticated opposing thumb, uh, you know, monkeys, are storytelling machines, and how everything that happens around us, good, bad. Um, that we eat, whatever uh, we' we assign these stories to everything and 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 uh and it was really interesting to 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 like contemplate this idea that I could just change the stories that I tell myself and 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 this will materially impact uh the way I walk along this life as a human uh it it, it, it was a powerful book for me,
1: okay, never. You know, I've never read that. I I've, I think I saw it and I've heard something about it, and
0: just was like, hmm. I, I might. There's some controversial <laughs> stuff in there.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, I think I read once a few years ago a, a review. Someone was was speaking on. I was just like, I don't really agree with some of those things. So I'm, what I'm I'm a little picky. What I do choose to read, I read a tremendous amount, and I'd say probably more than most humans.
0: But you know I don't agree I'm still a little I don't agree with all those perspectives but I do like to chew on the perspectives of others especially those that are from like a totally different universal perspective than I am right. right and then I could just then I could just kind of like pick the pieces that I like and then they could keep the rest
1: <laughs> That makes sense definitely makes sense all right question number three is there a skill or talent that you would like to learn
0: Yeah yeah I'd like the, the skill I'd like to learn is to peacefully, exist in the middle of the two extremes uh that i that i uh former that my former self uh spent so much time at that would be that would be it
1: yeah the golden we call the golden mean right the the middle ground the middle road the road less traveled believe it or not
0: i don't necessarily need to live there or even spend a lot of time there but if i had the skill to place myself there at will Mm -hmm. um and not lose my mind uh that'd be kind of cool
1: yeah I agree. It's definitely a good place to be. Fourth and final question, Blake, what does success mean to you?
0: Mm, my answer is going to be so cheesy. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's love, contentment, family, growth, peace, or gratitude, which is like the opposite of stress. Yeah. It, it, like, like, just all the cheesiest things you could think of. Is, yeah, but those are the awesome things to strive for. for.
1: Yeah, I mean those are right. things to strive for that I think any healthy person should. And unfortunately, like like you said, when you were in the early 20s and very successful quote unquote successful, right? Right. That was like that was a monetary success, but by right. no means that was uh you know the, the way you would define success today, hey, which is just incredible how that word and that concept changes as we grow and as time goes on.
0: Mm, that's right. Well said.
1: Blake, where can our listeners find you, find more about you?
0: Well, I mean, you could, uh, you could look me up on LinkedIn. It's Blake Janover, um, B-L-A-K-E-J-A-N-O-V-E-R. Uh, you can visit us online at janover.ventures. There's no .com or .net. It's just janover.ventures. Uh, or you can you know Google around. I'm I'm, I'm creeping all over the internet these days.
1: <laughs> That's awesome, and you got a you got a blog that you put out, right? The multifamily. You don't do that. At oh
0: most? well, I mean, you could visit some of our websites, right? So we've got we've got a lot of them. Uh, so we have uh, probably thousands of uh, pages on uh, on everything that has to do with multifamily commercial real estate loans. So if you're looking for anything that has to do with multifamily or commercial real estate financing, you could visit multifamily.loans, cmbs.loans, commercialrealestate.loans, loans, commercial uh, real estate loans, HUD loans. Really. Uh, if you're googling anything that has to do with multifamily or commercial real estate loans, you're probably going to end up on one of our sites anyway, and uh, we appreciate having you. Also, if you'd like to, uh, I'm not like the, I'm not like a quick draw responder, but you can email me at Blake at Janover.Ventures.
1: Awesome. We'll do. What I'm just curious, how you got to Dot Ventures?
0: So Dot Ventures started with Dot Loans. So uh, if you'll uh, indulge a, a short segue, when ah. I was in this, uh, uh, you know, jungle house, I always geek out on these like digital trends and, and uh, as well as capital markets and things like that. So the, so the new thing was like Google just bought Google.xyz. And, uh, I was like, well, gosh, uh, you know, there's not really, I'm bridging this story. There's not really a lot of information out there, uh, in, in in like a really well-organized place to multifamily financing. Let me see if I can let me see if multifamily.loans is available, and it was. So I built the website, published it in a few days, and we were number one on Google for multifamily loans. And then I bought HUD.loans and then uh, commercial real estate loans. And then I was really sticking it to the .dot com man because I see no no real uh, value that I could see to .dot com. So now it's it, it be it, it's a differentiator now. That's awesome. Uh, so that's, the, that's is it still the is it still
1: that way? You think the .dot com.
0: From an SEO perspective, uh, and, and Google's been kind of uh, uh, Google's articulated this pretty well. They don't really care about your TLD, your your, your top level domain .dot com or, or whatever it is. They're they're not uh, you having a .dot com, and this is controversial in this very geeky SEO community. Um, but you know the proof is in the pudding, and we're on the first page of Google for thousands of search terms. So uh, the bottom line is that it, it's all about. Uh, the the quality of your content, that your content is unique and helpful and valuable. The little Google spiders are getting really good at identifying natural language uh, and, and unique content. Uh, if you've got, uh, you know, some shop uh, on the other side of the world writing your content, uh, you're, you're, you're not going to rank well no matter what your uh, domain is. So, uh, yeah, I don't think dot coms really matter. Um, and I think, uh, you know, find a cool, new top-level domain for everybody's website. It's really easy to find. I use Namecheap. Uh, I, I can just go down this like <laughs> black hole of domain searching for hours. Uh, it's really counterproductive and, and a way to procrastinate. All right, that's people. the
1: next episode.
0: With Blake <laughs> right, sorry.
1: All about the black hole of web searching. <laughs> it, has been, it has been a tremendous pleasure speaking with you today, Blake. Thank you so much for joining us. It's, uh, it's been awesome.
0: This has been really cool, man. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I can make it to to the to the front of your giant backlog of podcasts.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll try to push you forward as much as we can, and you know I appreciate you, you coming on, taking the time with us. And to our listeners, thank you again for tuning in and you know joining us all the way to the end. I hope this was value for you. I definitely got value out of this in so many different ways. And remember, you know, tune in again. But the best advice comes only when you ask.